welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Every week, we're bringing you guests that are going to make you think about things in a little bit different way, maybe challenge you a little bit along the way too. And today we've got another great guest with us. Victoria Montgomery Brown is with us today and uh, she's the co-founder and chief executive officer of Big Think. And Big Think is a digital media knowledge company that is helping that helps people and companies to be smarter and faster and and we all need that in today's society to be able to be smarter and faster in the way that we are we're consuming but also putting things out into the world uh, but today we're also going to be talking to her about a book that she has out called Digital Goddess the Unfiltered Lessons of a Female Entrepreneur and as all of us are raising daughters our daughters are becoming who they're going to become, right? None of us know exactly who they're going to become when they're so young, but as they start to to grow up and they start to identify for themselves and who and what they want to become in their lives, some of them are going to have that bug. They're going to want to be entrepreneurs, whether it starts with that selling cookies on the side of the road or doing a garage sale or selling lemonade. Who knows what it might start as? But as fathers, we can do things to support our daughters in that journey as well. And we're going to talk about that as well. So Victoria, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. You know, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you because your book really made me think because, you know, the the concept of female entrepreneur in today's society, we're seeing more and more females that are becoming entrepreneurs, they're being very successful in the journeys that they're running, but they had to do something along the way to be able to get there, to be able to either break down some glass ceilings, to be able to do some things, to be able to identify ways to be able to break in. And your book goes into that. It talks about the lessons that you learned along the way. Uh, And I wanted to see if, first and foremost, tell me about the genesis of this book and what made you decide that you had a story to tell and that you wanted to get it out there for others to learn from? Sure. Well, every entrepreneur has their own journey, but I thought the journey of building Big Think was pretty unique. And I think, as you said, more and more women are becoming entrepreneurs and CEOs, but even today, it's still somewhat rare. And so I thought my story was quite unique, building a company from scratch and the journey along the way. So we founded Big Think in 2007. So it's 14 years old, actually. And that in and of itself is something unique because so many startups go out of business within the first year or two. And in the last few years, people have been asking me because I've been around so long, (laughs) exactly what it took to build the business and how has it managed to stay going. And then, you know, getting around to the to the woman issue, how have you done it? And what have been the unique challenges or benefits of being a woman as an entrepreneur. And so there were really two reasons for me to to write the book. Number one was that a lot of women were asking me about this. And number two, I wanted it to be a useful book for any entrepreneur, actually, and to not make some of the same mistakes I've made, but also see the challenges of being an entrepreneur and the profound joys as well. So you talk about the challenges and joys that come with being an entrepreneur. What would you say in starting the company that you did start and that you run today, what were some of those biggest challenges that you had to overcome to be able to find the success that you found so far? I think initially, and I had not anticipated this before, but 
For the vast majority of tech or media startups, money is needed at the start to get it off the ground. So Big Think, just for a bit of context, is a global knowledge forum where we have leading thinkers and influencers in short form video. So we've had over 3,000 guests on ranging from people like Elon Musk to Tony Robbins to, anyway, Ted Kennedy and, and thousands more. So for us, in 2007, the iPhone was not a thing people were using to film. And so we actually needed significant production money. And so the concept I had, stupidly maybe, is that you can just start a business. But if you actually need resources to start that business, that's the first hurdle in starting the business. And so for us, it was putting together a plan and figuring out how could we convince people to invest money in a company that didn't exist just an idea, essentially, no track record of being an entrepreneur, and essentially prove that this is something that that we could carry out. So that was hurdle number one. And then I think what every entrepreneur finds, especially at the start, is that they have to wear every single hat. So in my case, it was everything from finding our first little office space to uh, hiring people to dealing with... um, HR issues, you know, literally letting people go, dealing with conflicts within the organization, making payroll, which is one of the most daunting things ever, (laughs) making sales, and then literally building the product. And so these are not things that I think people who are starting as entrepreneurs go into the space thinking about. They think, well, I'm going to start a tech company, and it's just about that product. But there's so much around getting to even be able to start building the product that Um, goes into being an entrepreneur. So that was the first challenge that I found. Now, you've overcome that challenge. And I'm sure that along the way, you had people behind you that helped you to get to where you are today. And being that this is the the Dads with Daughters podcast, I know that in your book, you have a section that talks about your own father. And talk to me a little bit about what your own father did as you were growing up to not only support you in the things that you are trying to do, but also helped you to identify that entrepreneurial spark or fostered that entrepreneurial spark that you have within you. Absolutely. So my dad was actually born in 1937 in Washington state. And he was born, as he liked to say, on a farm that had no electricity. So it was plow behind the horse, water from the creek type living. And so He was brought up in a context, you know, it was just during the depression that was very difficult. And so people to survive had to be entrepreneurial. So he's always had this notion, which is, I think the expression is root hog or die. And he, he instilled that into us that you've got to be always able to figure out how to make your own way when resources are sparse. And so I have siblings and that's something that he instilled in us from, from day one. The other thing is that, you know, life is, the journey that we choose to make, journey that we choose to make it, and to try and do things that will bring others joy, yourself joy, but that make a positive impact. And so, for him, he's all he was always an entrepreneur, and we saw that as a viable way of of living and of life. And so, there wasn't the sense of trepidation or fear that I think a lot of other people and parents of entrepreneurs have when they they see that their child is choosing to go that direction. So it was really for my dad. And I'm going to say that he has three daughters and one son. I have a twin brother. 
So I think if you were to have told him that when he was in his teens or 20s, that he would be the father of so many daughters, he probably would have liked it less than he actually did like it because he was pretty much of a, a man's man. And I bet years before he had daughters, he was probably pretty misogynistic. And some of the ways that he spoke around us was actually pretty eye-opening, but I think positive because I was never in the context of being intimidated by loud, aggressive men. And I think as an entrepreneur, especially a female entrepreneur, that is a really important thing. I know a bunch of my friends, women friends who have started companies and they get deeply intimidated by shouting and aggression and things like that. But that's something I grew up with. And so that is something that I think benefited me. I don't know that my dad would like to hear me say that, but um, it certainly did help. I don't back down easily. And he taught us that as well. And so those are just kind of the basics of his personality and drive that I think influenced me. And then along the way, he's you know given over the years many, many hundreds of hours probably of advice to me from everything from raising money to all that type of thing and strategy. So I don't know that I would be an entrepreneur. Obviously, I wouldn't have been born without him. But if I hadn't had him as a father, I I don't know how much interest I would have had in being an entrepreneur. But for me, there's been nothing else that I wanted to do. As you look at your own experience, if you were talking to dads today Mm -hmm. that are going to be very different than the father that raised you, what would you say to those men that are raising daughters today that would help them to open the world up for their daughters, whether it be for them to become entrepreneurs or not. But are there specific things that you would say from the experience that you've had in in being an entrepreneur, a CEO, someone that has found success, that you could say to these other fathers that are raising younger daughters today that would help them to do the same, to open up those opportunities? Absolutely. Well, One thing that I've said in over the last few months when asked about the book, some people would deem not PC, but I would say for fathers to treat their daughters like they would their sons and have the same expectations professionally, et cetera, that they do of their sons and not make excuses. I hear so many women today that basically expect to be treated differently in the workplace and in all sorts of other ways than men. And the point that I say is that whatever you're doing in in life, try to be the best at it and don't make excuses for yourself. And I think that fathers sometimes, not mine, but a lot of fathers sometimes tend to treat their daughters with kid gloves. And I don't think that that can get the best out of them. So I would say don't do that. And basically believe that your daughter can fare as well in the world as, as a man. And kind of hold her to it. We talked a little bit about the book itself in the journey that you went on. Talk to me a bit a bit about if someone is going to pick up this book, they're going to go through it, they're going to read through it. What are they going to find in regards to the knowledge that they're going to take out of it or the knowledge that you're hoping that they take out of it? Yes, I think that they will take out fundamental wisdom about basically leading a a positive life in the business world, whether you're an entrepreneur or doing nonprofits or anything, and how to behave around other people and how to conduct yourself. So for me, one of the most fundamental lessons that I learned early on is that integrity is fundamental. And it's sort of a a cliche that if you lose it, it doesn't come back, but it's true. And I think that 
how people conduct themselves in business is really, really important. And to get the hard truths out there as quickly as possible and don't sugarcoat anything bad that may happen. So uh, one of our investors in Big Think is the former Treasury Secretary and President of Harvard, Larry Summers. And he became very unbelievably somewhat of uh, a mentor to me. And I would always ask myself, if I am to BS Larry, what would happen? What would the repercussions be? Well, the repercussions there would be he would never work with me again, etc. His piece of advice to me was, tell me the bad news worse than it actually is, because I don't want to be blindsided. And so early on, we had issues in the company, you know, not making payroll and things like that. And I always was very, very, very clear about how bad things were, much more than how good things were. And I think that helped me. The trust of all of our investors has never waned. And I think actually, when I reported when things when we were having difficult times over the years, it really actually improved my relationships with them because they knew that I would I would come and be as blunt as possible. And I'm sure most of your audience knows of a recent entrepreneur named Elizabeth Holmes, who founded Theranos, and she's likely going to jail because she misled people. And I think it's a slippery slope. It's not that she planned to do this, but it's one small decision at a time. And so I think for me, integrity and being as transparent as possible is the most important lesson I can say about being an entrepreneur and that's in the book. And then there are loads of others, you know, about how to deal with people that you're working with. The old adage is hire slowly, fire fast. And I actually, unfortunately, have come to believe that and also trust my gut. Now, there are loads and loads of lessons in the book, but those are three that that just kind of come to top of mind. Now, you talked about integrity, and I think that sometimes is an easy thing and sometimes is not an easy thing to be able to teach along the way. If you were talking to young people today about integrity, define that for me, but also what are some things that young people can do or fathers can do with their children to start them on a road toward understanding the concept of integrity, but also living with integrity? For me, integrity is being honest to oneself and to everyone around them. I mean, I think Brene Brown, the writer and whatever thought leader, basically talks about two different types of transparency and leadership. And one is where you have integrity and the other is oversharing. So I don't encourage oversharing. It's not like you should be delivering, you know, personal stories to everybody and how hard your life is or whatever. But basically being truthful, however it pertains to your work and to your business and not being afraid of that. You know, what is that, what is that expression? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I think fathers can even role play with their daughters. You know, if you make this one tiny decision that might benefit you at the time, but is actually wrong, if you continue to do those little things along the way, where will you actually end up? I mean, my Elizabeth Holmes example, she's ending up in jail. And there was not one day where she said, I'm going to just do this tiny little thing wrong. Integrity is a journey. And I think you have to, to work at it every, every single day and ask yourself, does this feel wrong? Am I doing something, no matter how small, that actually feels like I shouldn't be doing it? And if that's the case, don't do it. No, I think that that's very important concept for us to be able to instill in our kids. Now, for those people that are trying to, they have their child and their child is showing some 
tendencies to wanting to be an entrepreneur. They are interested in that lemonade stand or they, you know, they're the one that is going door to door saying they'll watch the, the, the pets of all the neighborhood families. When they start to see those small sparks, those small glimpses into entrepreneurism from a young age, what are some things that they can do to be able to foster that, to encourage it and to help to make it grow? Well, I think they can introduce them to, I don't mean personally, but over the internet or whatever, other successful entrepreneurs. So for instance, say a young girl or boy has an interest in space or science and also entrepreneurial inclinations. You know, show them some videos of Elon Musk and what he's done with Tesla and SpaceX. Figure out what area the the child is interested in and kind of introduce them to role models in that area. So one thing that Big Think actually produced, I think it was in 2011, so some time ago, was we did 14 basically courses of an overview of a subject matter in one hour with people who were experts in that area. So my favorite one is with Bill Ackman, who is a hedge fund manager, and he it's on YouTube, if, if you look it up, called Floating University, and it's Lemonade Stand to IPO. And in literally an hour, he walks through that process of building a lemonade stand and taking it to IPO with all the finances along the way. It's simple enough that even young people can understand it, but I think it's an incredible journey, the entrepreneurial journey, a successful entrepreneurial journey of what people would face. And, and introducing kids to things like that, I think, is important. And showing them that you respect what they're interested in versus trying to dumb it down. So people who have done real things, exposing them to that and with real language, not some sort of, I don't know, kiddie-like explanations. Well, I really appreciate you sharing this today because it's, it is so important for us to be able to be honest with our kids, but also to try to help them to see the, the path that could lie before them. Doesn't mean that we're telling them how to do things, but to help to show them and kind of lead them along the way. And as fathers, I know that we definitely are doing that on a daily basis. You know, sometimes we succeed and sometimes we fail, but we, we are trying along the way. And I appreciate everything that, that you've shared today to be able to allow for people to be able to, um, to, to start thinking about things in a little bit different way. Now, if people are interested in finding out more about you, about Big Think, about the book, where should they go? They should go to a website, digitalgoddessbook.com, and they can buy the book there. Yep. Yeah, we'll put a link in the notes today so everybody can be able to find that and be able to learn more about that. I highly encourage you to take a look at this book and especially, you know, especially if you are raising daughters today that have that inclination that you're seeing those little sparks, you're going to learn a lot as you are reading this. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, for being here, for, for sharing your story, because it is important for us to be able to show our daughters, the people that are successful and that are doing amazing things in the world today. And by showing different journeys and being able to inform those journeys through the experiences of others, we're able to allow them to see what kind of opportunities could be in store for them as well. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed it and I appreciate you having me on. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. 
We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be